and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Papa Don't Preach. It is good, good to hear that music. It's good to be with you all over again. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We had a one hell of a hiatus, but we are back, and we have a special guest for you here today. I got my man, Bennett Miller, in the studio. What's up, Bennett? Hey, uh, how's it going? It's going great. It's uh, <laughs> it's good to have you. We've been trying to get you on for a while, and I'm glad that uh, your schedule, unfortunately, cleared up, it, um, and we got you. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, as as we all know, having kids is, uh, the schedule is the most difficult part as a uh, Keeping your life in order and their lives in order. Oh, fuck yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I didn't plan on being a dad. Um, I didn't say like, hey, I want to be a dad. So it was, uh, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah, I'm the opposite. Like I, we're like, okay, we're going to be parents right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, before we get into it, um, I want to welcome everyone back to Papa Don't Preach. We're going to be having a slew of guests on and co-hosts coming up. Uh, we're going to have a lot of content for you. We're going to be throwing up some videos on our Instagram. YouTube page is still in the works, but it's still on its way. Uh, but I want you guys to meet my friend Bennett Miller here. Bennett, um, so where do you live? Where are you from? What's going on? Where are you from? Uh, originally from Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. Lafayette? A small town, uh, Cajun country. Ooh. Really good food, really good food, really great people. Uh, there's a university there, so it's uh, great you know, music. It's, it's really compact culture in the middle of the deep south oh i know the cajuns i know mm -hmm. the cajuns They're good folks really good folks and then i've uh, been out here uh since katrina actually went out uh going to school new orleans katrina happened uh school was destroyed lost everything there found oh, uh found someone uh was someone from california flew to la or i'm sorry someone from california flew to louisiana yeah. to help out with recovery uh she saw that i was like a film student uh so she when she came back she contacted her school, CalArts. So I ended up going there, finishing school out there. That's how I got to California. Fucking lucky. Yeah. That's dope. Really worked out nice. So you you basically were displaced. Totally, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I, I did uh, not know that. I thought you oh, came really? out here willingly. No, no, yeah. House I thought you was, were following a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. it was like, I guess I'll go to school here. That was that was pretty much oh, it. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, House um, was in Lakeview, which is one of the... Levy breaches is a few blocks away. Fuck. So it was like eight feet of water, completely lost. Every, you know, all physical, you know, all my possessions I had in college were gone. Like I had some high school stuff left. Damn. Like one of the things I always say is like, I didn't own a pair of pants after like all my pants were gone. I just, I just owned shorts after Katrina. <laughs> that's all I had left. That I, had I always wonder why I see yeah. you in shorts. That's true. Oh, so, fuck. To this day. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, this one question I always wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. And now that I have an audience, how come you don't have an accent? It's Lafayette's a real interesting spot because it's an oil town. So a lot of different people from a lot of different places are there. Mm -hmm. uh, literally, you go for, you know, any a couple miles north, south, any directions, you start getting uh, different accents. Like my dad's side of the family is full Cajun. So like the, that shows swamp people uh -huh. like that accent. Like, I don't need the subtitles. Uh, like, that's uh, like alligator. <laughs> like, I'm, we're going to get an alligator like, that kind of thing. Like that's, you know, my grandparents would listen to Cajun music on the radio and they'd speak in Cajun French when they didn't want to, you know. Want us to listen. Oh, damn. Yeah. You know, um, this is going to sound insulting, not meant to be, but I, when I was working in Louisiana, the one accent that I heard that I could, that I remember from my childhood that just like flashed me back, I remember talking to a dude and I'm like, this is Foghorn Leghorn. This is Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn. No, I'll do, I'll say, I'll say, like the, just the cadence. Like Southern gentleman kind of. Yeah. It's like in New, in New Orleans, a whole other batch of words. Oh, yeah. New Orleans is almost like a, New York, Southern Jersey accent, but yeah, City there's folk. like that, like, 
you know, cotton suit accents are real. Like people sound like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, Thank, I know you're from right now. I know that you're a father. Um, how many kids do you have? Uh, wife and I, we have uh, two kids, and we're um, we're foster parents. So we fostered uh, to adopt. We've adopted one kid in the process of adopting our second kid. Oh, uh, in the process of being foster parents, we've had uh, seven kids under our roof in the three. I think we're going on four years. This is our fourth year being a foster seven parents. Seven kids. Seven kids came and went. Uh, two were staying. Oh, so you swiped, <laughs> you swiped two of them. Yeah. You swiped two of them. <laughs> So, like, um, I mean, obviously being, well, well, I'm not sure, but being a foster parent wasn't your first choice. It, um, it was, honestly. Like, we, uh, Nat and I tried to have kids for a long time. We did the infertility thing, which is a, a real struggle. Yeah. And while we're doing the last, it's like, this is it. We're not doing any more infertility. While we're doing that last round, we started doing uh, the foster care training. Um, mm. So that last round didn't take. Um, so we just jumped right in. Uh, Shit. Yeah. So it was, it was, you know, even if we would have had a biological kid, it's something we always, we both were interested in doing. Uh, adoption runs in my family. My grandmother's adopted. Okay. Um, so it's one of those things that's just always been on the table for us. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, mentally, I guess you have to prepare yourself knowing in you're going to get like an adorable child and then at one point going to have to say goodbye. Cause yeah. out of the seven kids, I mean, out of the five that you didn't, steal from the government <laughs> um you do you have any contact with them or is it just you here we took care of you now go on with your uh life? it depends like um there's one uh the you know one girl that we've uh we still see pretty much every month because her uh dad completely changed everything around went to rehab like did visits in rehab with him and her mm -hmm. um and then uh yeah went back to living with him and like his grandpa you know her grandparents and stuff and we see him pretty much every month Oh shit! Uh, she's doing great. She's like she's part of the family, you know. She's in all the all the photos, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really really great. It's especially you know it's that it's it's unique, you know. But okay. it's one of the things that we're trying to. Uh, we don't want it to be unique. Like it doesn't have to be unique. Like yeah, it doesn't have to at all. It should yeah. be a normal part of the, like yeah. Because we're not. Uh, my wife Natalie, who you've known for a long time too. Yes. Um, she uh, she does training now. Like she's been training new foster parents, and that's one of the things that they try to, you know, in the training. It's like this is the gig. Like you're here mm -hmm. to love these kids until it's time for them to do something else. And that's, you know, you're supposed to know that going in, and it's impossible to separate those emotions. But that's a, that's a good thing. Like you want someone who's going to care for these kids until love them too much. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know. And it's um, it's another thing. It's like we live in Los Angeles, where it's like the highest, you know, highest. Uh, rate of uh abandoned children yeah it's like in, in you know uh, kids in the system in the country you know so there's but, always more kids like there's always going to be another kid god damn yeah. la figure it out like Shit. we got we we were approved and within two weeks we had a call for two girls and we were not ready to have two kids <laughs> but now that that's you know like we you know like okay let's do it and then we were not ready and then they you know we figured it out and we were there with us for 10 days before they found a relative to take in yeah, I uh, I remember talking to Natalie and seeing how versatile, all, like how insane it can get. Mm -hmm. I think you guys were like preparing for a trip to like drive to Texas or something, and Natalie got a call. Yeah, you know, hey, you got a three way call on the way to the house. <laughs> <You're> like what? <laughs> it uh, yeah, it's it happens like that. It's it's a bizarre. I don't know. It's it, you know the system sucks. Like of course it sucks, yeah. but the people in it don't have to. Okay. Yeah. 
I like that. The system sucks, but the people in it don't have to. That's amazing. That's an amazing <laughs> quote. I love it's, it. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it, it could be debilitating how frustrating it could be, but it's not the kid's fault, you know? Very true. Like these kids, well, they need, these kids need advocates. They need people to help them out. And that's, I'm really happy we get to be that. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, that's amazing, man. Um, so I thank you for sharing. I appreciate yeah, all of that. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your your little ones? You, how yeah. long have you had them? How old they are? You don't have to give me their names or anything yet. Uh, yeah, well, we got uh, Miles, who we've adopted, who's our uh, who's going to be three in November, and he uh, he's awesome. Like we got him right before the pandemic happened. Uh, he was oh, he probably sick of you guys now. Uh, he actually loves us a lot. He's really he, <laughs> like he's a door. He's he's awesome. He's uh, he's so frustrating and so. Uh, I love him so much. It's like I've never had never had so much conflict in all my life. <laughs> Someone I love unconditionally, but he literally he could he's a line stepper, he's a button pusher, and he's got the cutest, most disarming smile in the world. So it's so hard to like. I've seen it. That's yeah. Why, you know, I'm like, oh, adorable, and then like I'm on the phone with Natalie, and she's like, Miles, and I'm like. You're obviously talking to a different yeah, kid, yeah. and that's not the smile I saw. Mm-hmm. If he's gonna be a dangerous adult if he doesn't if he learns how to use that smile. <laughs> but he's like, you know, if you like, we're we're there's a house doing construction next door, the grass is overgrown, so we drew a line. It's like, okay, don't you know, if we're playing in the front yard, don't walk this past this line. The second it's drawn, his big toe is over that line. <laughs> like he just he's that dude. Like he's like, all right, let's see how far we can push this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got one of those. <laughs> so he's, I mean, I love him. He's awesome. He's smart. He's funny. He's hilarious. Uh, it's so frustrating. What's his background? Do you know his background? He, um, like, uh, ethnically not Eth- yet. No, he, um, he's been claimed by lots of different races. Like <laughs> we're in Hawaii. Uh, we were on a hike one time, uh, this like super, we're in the middle of the hike and I'm dying and this super old, like she's like in her eighties, Chinese lady comes up and she's like, is that a Chinese baby? It's <laughs> like, like, I don't know. But I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, we're eventually going to do it. But we, um, I mean, he some, looks it looks a little black to me. So I might throw our I'll, we'll sure. throw our race up in there yeah. as far the one, you know, as far as the blacks go. He's definitely not white. Like okay. he, <laughs> whenever we whenever we went to Hawaii, like Natalie's family's all from you know from Mexico, like second first generation family, uh, and everyone got sunburned except for Miles. He was golden, <laughs> golden skin the entire time. Oh man. And then uh, there's a second one. How our old little, is that our one? little dude, uh, Vladdy, who's going to be one in a month, uh, who are in the process, the very slow process of adoption. Um, oh, damn. And he has a sister that we, uh, who's also been adopted that we know. Um, so that's been really cool, too. That, oh. he, that He has family that we know already, which is cool. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, once you're, once you're in it, you know, um, they're uh, social workers that call like placement social workers that uh-huh. kind of have know where different kids are. And the family that adopted a sister couldn't take him in at the time. They're like, well, we have these friends that, you know, probably could work out. And it did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. It's a, it's yeah, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre way to get, <laughs> to get your kids, but you know, it's also fate. Like it kind of like, I'll take it, you know? I, I love it. I love yeah. it. I mean, everybody has gotten that you guys, he's opened his heart to all of you. This is Bennett Miller. This is who he is. <laughs> uh, and, but uh, so now that you're here in LA, would you, qualify as an Angelino. How long have you been here? I've been here, yeah, I think a decade. A decade? Yeah. Oh, you're an Angelino. Now. Yeah, you're I definitely, 
Yeah. I think there's a seven-year probationary period. And mm-hmm. so now that you're past that, you're officially an Angelina. I officially call it the 10 when it's been I-10 my entire life. Yeah. Like, you know, I-10 cuts through Louisiana, but the 10. Yeah, is, it's is the a, 10. Yeah. It is the 10. <laughs> That's the biggest adjustment. Also, when I go home, I am just the biggest wimp about humidity. Like, literally. <laughs> like, it's like I can't, I can't stay outside for more than five minutes in Louisiana. It's rough. I don't know how I did it for years. L.A. gets really hot, but when it comes to people from L.A., we do not deal with humidity well. No. Like, not the slightest bit. I'm like, ugh. Ugh, my like face is to, melting. I used to play football in August, like in Damn. Louisiana. It's like how I would die. <laughs> like I'd walk out in full pads and just die. Like <laughs> uh, well, so now that you're in Angelino, I think we got the Olympics coming here in two years. And you know, they're I don't know if you've seen all this construction. They're they're bustling up the metro. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I personally don't want the Olympics here. I how do you feel about it? I. Not really. No, no. Like (laughs) it sucks. (laughs) It's a lot like, you know, the Olympics, they come, I don't know. It's like a big scandalous Olympic, Olympic uh, expose, but like they come and they built a lot of properties. A lot of those properties just get abandoned in a lot of countries. Like they they just become like these giant holes of, uh, of uh, property. Yeah. I no, you're right. And I, I wish they'd like, it sucks that the Olympics can come and we can build stadiums and housing and all this Mm -hmm. shit. But we still got like 60,000 people yeah. in need of help. And that, I know people are going to say, well, some of them want to be homeless. Cool. Let's say half of them want to be homeless. What are we going to do with the other 30,000? Yeah. That's growing every day. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad to have the Metro come through. I'm, You know, it's funny. I'm going to talk shit about the Olympics until they show up. But once they're here, I'm going to be wearing my Nigerian shirt, waving my <laughs> Nigerian flag. And then when Nigeria gets knocked out, I'm American again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, it's like, I remember cause I was in, uh, new Orleans when the super bowl happened, um, like the Beyonce super bowl, where the lights went out. Yeah. I was there for that. And it's, it was fun, but it was a real pain in the ass for a couple of weeks. Cause it was yeah. like, everyone was there and like, they made the street lines, they, they made all the street lines work for the super bowl. And they went back to construction. Like they were operational for a week and then they went right back to shut down. <laughs> I was like, Oh wow. They got the lines up again. And like, as soon as the super bowl went away, it's like, Oh, I guess it was just for show. Like, yeah. They literally just did enough for like the tourists. And they're like, okay, tear it all down. Let's yeah. get it back to work. I'll be, so, I'll be fucking amazed. They're going to have like zip lines from the Valley to South LA that just for the Super Bowl, we're like, whoa, these are cool. Then once they're gone, we'll be like, what, what, where'd the zip lines where's go? The, where'd the Metro zip go? I got my Metro zip card. I still got $10, $20 credit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, um, I want to thank you for joining us uh, on the pod. I, uh, we're going to have an amazing show for you guys today. Uh, our main subject, we want to talk shit on Justice Alito. If you guys don't know, you will find out what that's about. But we're going to go ahead and take our first break. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach, and we'll be right back. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're still here. My man Bennett Miller is joining us, and we're here with our main topic here on Prophet Don't Preach. And 
there's no easy way to say this. We're talking about abortion rights. Um, for a lot of you, you've seen this in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the whole country's up in arms right now about protecting women's right to choose. And uh, due to a leaked opinion, a memo, if you will, from Justice Alito's office, it looks like the Supreme Court is locked and loaded and prepared for this summer to roll back uh, abortion rights federally and overturn Roe v. Wade, basically. And um, I understand this is two men talking about abortion rights, but I I want to understand where people are coming from. And uh, I wish we were able to have a lady on the pod, a woman on the pod, a dame. <laughs> a woman lady? A doll. <laughs> Someone with a uterus? Yes. <laughs> A fallopian tube, if you will. <laughs> if I could talk to a uterus right now and be like, how do you feel about this? I'd love, probably be conservative, but that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. Um, but no, I, I, I really want to just kind of dive into this right now. I want to find out uh, how you feel because I don't care how you feel. Six out of 10 people think that women should have the right to choose. That's 60% of the country. Obviously, I don't think the Supreme Court is in line with what the people of the country, majority of the people country want. But um, how do you feel about this? Like when you heard about it, were you like, God damn? Like, it, yeah, it feels like, oh, God, another one, like, another, like something <laughs> else. Like what else is like? It feels like it's a uh, feel. I'm sure there's like been a plan for a long time. It feels like it's like, you know, <laughs> not to make a like, it feels like an order 66 situation. Like a star, it feels like it's like. All right, now we're doing it. Nerd like, alert. Got yeah, it. well, I mean, Love that's, it. you know, that's how I relate to my world. Like, yes. that's what I, it feels like it's been in a place for a long time with different people, and now they're trying to get it in line and get it through, and it's, it's fucking terrible. Like, it's, like, it's right off the bat. Like, we need abortions for medical reasons. Yeah. Like, fuck your morality. Like, we needed to keep women alive that have medical issues. Yeah, I Like, don't... just right off the bat. Like, <laughs> like what, what is... What I don't understand, like the one, one comment that I've heard is you're killing babies. It's always that shit. It's you're killing babies. And I think I should be more, I should be more angry at the fact that they're trying to restrict women's right, their, their, their right over their body. Mm -hmm. But this whole feign of outrage over killing babies is a thing that's really fucking getting to me. It's it's more I hear it, it's making me angrier. It's one of the, it's like it's been their talking point forever. Like I'm not sure, you know, I've, being from Louisiana, like you're surrounded by like where Lafayette is and there's New Orleans and a couple other cultural, you know, centers where you get lot centers where you get lots of different views. Yeah, centers. I was like, ooh, centers. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the rest of the states, you know, pure Bible Belt deep south, you know. Yeah. So I've seen lots of billboards with dead fetuses. I've seen lots of people holding giant signs with dead fetuses. So that's been the play forever. Like, yeah. even if that's not, you know, I can't even imagine. Like, I don't know the facts about third trimester abortions. I don't think they're legal. I don't think you could do them in this country. Uh, and, like, I don't think anyone, I don't think that's an option for most people to take. Like, I think people want to get, uh, you know, this massive cells that can eventually turn into a human that could, has to be fed and hung, you know, taught and cared for, which is a lot more to worry about than a massive cells that's inside of you, you know? Exactly. Like, and, and I think that's, you know, we were talking about it briefly earlier, but it comes down to education. Like, yeah. I've seen, you know, a couple of talk show hosts bring this up to conservative people. It's like, is, you know, hold up a, a picture, you know, picture of an embryo. It's like, is this, you know, is this worth, you know, saving? It's like, of course, that's a human life. It's like, this is a dolphin fetus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally at this level, it's the same shit, like molecularly and, you know, but they're growing eyes or whatever. It's like yeah. it's it's a if you took it out, you'd die instantly because it's yeah, not it's not a human. It's not like I've, it, I've heard two I've heard two arguments over it. Like 
you know, uh, if you take a cake out of the oven after 10 minutes before it's even done, like, are you ruining that cake? Cause I like, it's not a cake yet. It's just a pile of soup. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's gonna be, I see your point. But at the same time, we're not even talking about it being really in the oven baking right now. Yeah. We're talking about contraceptive. I'm like, if I take an egg and some flour and shove it in my mouth, it's not going to taste good, and I probably will. Sh- I'll fucking throw up. Yeah, it's going to be a cake, but it's definitely it's not, not surviving it's outside the oven a as a cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like If I'm taking it out at like 55 minutes an hour and ruining the cake, yeah, and I'm talking about cakes right now, mm-hmm. it should be illegal. You cannot prematurely abort a cake. I, it's, <laughs> it's fucked up. There's people waiting on it. You bought frosting for it. Yeah. There's a... I, you should not do it, but I digress. <laughs> I digress. What I'm, I, what I always find very, very weird is only in this instance is that child a person. Oh yeah, pregnant women didn't get mm-hmm. two stimmies. Mm-mm. That no, didn't they happen. Certainly did not. Pregnant women aren't allowed to drive in the carpool lane. Mm. You know, like when, like how much is the government willing to take? Like, if you're gonna do this, have both feet in. Yeah, you know, like just don't say you can't get an abortion. Bye. Like it's, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like if if that's a person, you have to, you, you know, open up to all kind of legal precedent, you know, precedences about inheritance. Like there's so many doors you open up. Yeah. And going back to the religious thing, like abortions mentioned in the Bible, like the Book of Numbers gives you directions, like if you're if you suspect your wife of being pregnant from another man's baby, how to kill that baby. Yeah. God, God kills lots of babies in the Bible. Yeah, like, like there's lots of people that kill lots of children in the Bible. So yeah. it, so at what point are we going to say it's not really the Bible because it's not the Bible? The same thing with like the the when you you know break down to like how wrong gay people are. Yeah, that's, being gay is as wrong as eating shrimp in the Bible. That's like the that's, that's the same level, but not taking away my fucking. Out, you don't see people outside outside of Red Lobster, fucking pro- protesting. So on the Sabbath, to me, no less exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cheddar Bay biscuits wait for no man, yeah, <laughs> or God. <laughs> so it, it's well all, it, it's like it's about control. Like yeah. they want to control women, they want to control people, and like that's that's what it's always been about. Like yeah. they, they want to control every aspect of your life, but not their lives. Yeah, I was laughing at Handmaid's Tale and being like, they're like, oh, this is where we're heading. And I'm like, yeah, in Texas, maybe. But, I mean, come on. And now I'm sitting there like, all right, get me a red robe. Like, they're ready bro. to do it. Like, they're, like, there's laws in the, you know, like, even fucking Louisiana had a law that got struck down this week about, like, killing, like, sending mothers to death for abortions. Dude, like, and anybody who participates. That's it's nuts. Like, it's like how you're fucking t- backwards is that? You're telling me if my homegirl, if I'm in Louisiana, my homegirl's like, yo, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'll give you a ride to the clinic. I'm yeah. going to jail? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And like these no exemptions for rape and incest. No. Which is crazy because I'm like, that shouldn't be something we can say it on. Like that, it shouldn't be like, first of all, this shouldn't exist. And for the small chance that there's an idiot who thinks it should consist, uh, that should exist. It's- I mean, if a woman gets raped, you hear all these, fu- there's this woman, I think out of Oklahoma saying that she was misquoted, but basically she was saying that it's a gift from God when a woman is raped, that God gives that woman an opportunity to what? Relive her trauma yeah, for 18 like, years? I, I, like, yes, Get of the course, fuck out of, here. of course, there could be a, a, a great inspirational story that comes of it, but Lieutenant Benson, there's a, I mean, there's, you know, there's a, I'm sure there, yeah, I know there's a couple, there's 
great inspirational stories, but that's her fucking choice. Like yeah. that's her call to, you know, to do that. And it's like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to, I don't care about your religion and what your religious beliefs are because honestly, you don't even fucking follow your religious beliefs. None if you follow really Jesus, do. you would know what the Beatitudes were. That's what I was taught. Like you would, you would know about, uh, you know, it's easier for, uh, was it easier for a camel to be led to the eye of an eagle oh, than yeah. a rich man in the, the kingdom of heaven? Yes. That's what the, you know, I'm sure Joel, camel Osteen, to the oasis. Yeah. yeah uh, Joel Osteen likes to miss, you know, yeah, they leave out. They always cherry pick the Bible to fit their views. And that's the funny thing that any fucking religious scholar would tell you about the fucking Bible. It's honestly it's cherry picked on cherry pick. It's cherry picked. on. It's a book <laughs> of riddles you, for every argument. You can find a counter argument. And that's the whole point of religion is to find your own path and be kind to others. That's the whole reason religion exists. Yeah. Like if there were no laws and there was no religion, you're just thought to go. It's the purge 24 seven. Nobody would want to live on a planet like that. But now, like. Through the Crusades, through all these fucking holy wars, we're sitting here in what we would think is a modern society having a question if women have the right to figure out if they want to spend the next nine to ten months carrying a baby they do not want. And then, oh, the next 18 years, too, by and, the way. And <laughs> yeah, the rest that's, of your fucking life, If too. you're going to make a woman... If, you, if you're saying abortion is legal and a woman's like, hey, listen, I don't want this baby. I want an abortion. And they're like, We're, you can't have one. It's illegal. It's like, cool. Government's footing the bill for that kid for 18 years. Yeah. He's going to the schools. Health, like free medical care for women. Like that's, that's just the way it is. And we got we to gotta fix our goddamn educational system. Did you take sex ed? In high school, I, well, or I, went to, I went to Catholic school, so it was oh, so really, no. so it was no. a fantastic <laughs> education. Like really, like I learned a lot about a lot of different things. Like I took theology, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, but we didn't take we didn't take sex ed. We took uh, family values. Ooh, the word was, sex was a little too racy it for was your school. Too much. It was uh, like literally in sixth grade. I remember it because it was taught by our coaches too. Oh uh, yeah, mine was too. Yeah, so it was uh, <laughs> Coach Blankenship, and it was like we got to a part, and it was just, it just he just said masturbation. It's wrong. Don't do it. <laughs> and like literally, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. And, and some, someone, uh, you know, this dude Henry from class, he's like, he's talking about jacking off. Like I was like, oh, jacking off and masturbation are the same thing. And it was like, like literally, that's what that was my instruction on Matt. It's like masturbation. Don't do it. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I I had uh, I had. Uh, health class yeah health class was our our sex ed and we it, it was covered for a week uh, i remember coach borowski <laughs> that was our guy it was coach borowski I, i'm just thinking about it right now i'm getting <laughs> i do remember um uh he he would make jokes and i remember he's like uh i think the first one of the first things he said to the men uh the boys in the class was just like a lot of you guys are going to be in your closets with sticky socks. Don't worry. Everybody does it. Jesus Christ. And that's what he said. <laughs> but it was funny back then. But now that I'm older, <laughs> now that I'm older, what I do realize is that not only was he talking to a bunch of 13-year-old boys, but half the class were girls. Oh, no. Half the class were girls. And we were separated, fact, at least. No, we were not separated. And the fact that he said that there without acknowledging what little girls going through, especially since we're 13, half these girls are halfway through puberty right now when most of these guys are knocking on the puberty door yeah. at 13. I realize I'm like, that shit was irresponsible. But in that health class, all we like, 
One thing that did, that class did do is I did not even hug a girl for a week because I was watching <laughs> videos on genital warts, syphilis, <laughs> the clap. I was mm-hmm. learning about yellow discharge. I was learning about how you can lose your fucking nuts. They do. They and, do make sure that that's very clear. Yeah, like it. It wasn't about how to have safe sex. It wasn't mm-hmm. about what could happen when you have safe sex or what pregnancy is like or what. You know, uh, or or the fact that every single human being, for the most part, like does it and wants that. It's like yeah. one of those things. Like none to me, of that was covered. Like when I remember when I lost my virginity, like in co- you know, I was a good Catholic school boy. I didn't lose until I was a freshman in college. Ooh, once you left, you were just like, woo, dicks uh, out, uh, guns out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, a little slower than that. <laughs> but it was like after it happened, I was like, oh. Like, that's it? Like, I was like, my whole life it was supposed to be made this, like, giant, sacred, cosmic, special thing. And it's like, oh, it's just like coming, with, it's like jerking off with one person. Yeah. Like, obviously it's more than that. Yeah. When you get better at it and more, you know, you have someone you're doing, you like, you know, you actually love and stuff. But it's like, it was such a big, like, oh, like, such a letdown. Like, the first time, I, it was supposed to, it was just private, dirty, naughty, like, all this big idea thing. And then once it happened, it's like, oh, it's just like a thing. It's like stuff like anything else. You know, that uh, reminds me of an old, uh, uh, I guess, a, a saying where um, there's these two fish that are swimming, an older fish that's it, they're in the ocean. And this younger fish swims up to this older fish and says, hey, I'm looking for the ocean. The older fish looks at, looks at this fish and says, hey, you're in the ocean. And he's like, no, no, I'm looking for the ocean. And it's like, you're in the ocean. Because... This younger fish was like hearing this thing about the ocean, but anyway, mm. that's just a quote from Soul, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote. I haven't gotten to Soul. You haven't gotten to Soul? No. Oh man, I'm I've telling watched, you, I've watched Moana a whole lot. I've watched Coco. God, Coco made me cry like a little girl. But digress. <laughs> yeah, uh, watch Soul. That shit will pull at your heartstrings. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, the whole thing about what we're supposed to be like, the way our whole educational system is geared, like. Like we are living in the failures of the sex sexual education that we've been taught. Oh, yeah, like yeah, I wasn't yeah, prepared yeah. to be a parent. And right now, the fact that we are talking about when an embryo is actually vi- viable and like, like this is crazy. Mm-hmm. These are like 70 year old dudes. Now, mind you, a lot of these motherfuckers are just trying to get money and they're trying to fucking p- a, poke the bear. They the know thing. full like, fucking well what they're doing. But at the same time, there's full adults. Yeah. We're like, nah, it's a person. Like, ah, ah, ah. and because, you know, education is terrible in this country. Like it's what it's like. We don't have science education is out the window because mm-hmm. if, if you really knew, it's just like it's a mass of cells. It's not a person doesn't have a favorite ice cream, doesn't have a favorite color. Yeah. Like it's a mass of cells. You know, that's all it is at that point. You, you know, one of the good thing, one of the funny things that I heard from I, I'm not even sure if this is a possibility. But um, I was making jokes with this girl uh, on the phone, uh, Bridgie. Shout out to Bridgie. Um, she made a fucking great point and said, like, if you want to avoid a bunch of women having pregnancies that they don't want, when a guy gets circumcised, give him a vasectomy. And then <laughs> when he wants to have kids, reverse yeah, it. Reverse it. That's Just all. Just reverse it. That's yeah. it. It's, it's, like having a vasectomy doesn't affect your testosterone output or any it doesn't affect any of that and it's no. completely reversible so like if you're ready to have a kid that's you know like if w- it would actually this is the point like she didn't realize it when she was saying it and i was just like you're actually 100 correct because that actually evens the playing field because 
A dude sticks his dick in a hole, gets a woman fucking pregnant, and that's it. Yeah. You know, like, he doesn't have to deal with much after that. Well, it's not, it's definitely not my my thought, but, like, if men, you know, someone said, like, if men had to get pregnant, or you could get an abortion, like, ATM. Like, it'd oh, be yeah. everywhere. Like, that's just, it's like, we it'd were, be so accessible if, we, we if were, it was us. For this episode, we were looking up, like, male contraceptive and, like, going down the rabbit hole, but apparently they tried a male birth control pill in India and uh, a couple of the dudes in their study killed themselves because they were not prepared. Like, uh-huh. and I have to understand too; these are guys who are willing to be, you know, lab rats. So, yeah, yeah. Some of them not might not be mentally there anyway. But two of the guys fucking killed themselves because they were not prepared for the fluctuation of their hormones. And like, yeah, I I never even thought about that. <laughs> and uh, I also saw we have like uh, you know one of those mental uh, those uh, muscle tension machines uh, or the patches that you yes. put on. So putting those on your stomach and going to the shiatsu one what the little needles, mm-hmm. turning that all the way up to 10 and seeing that women are just like walking around with that. Like, I remember like the first time I hit, I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, holy shit. But I was eventually <laughs> able to stand up. But like while it was happening, I couldn't have a conversation. I couldn't sit in a board meeting. I couldn't even order a pizza. Like Fuck no. I'm on the line. I'm like, yeah, can I have a no. pepperoni? Like, I could do that shit. Uh-uh. Uh, I not equipped for it. I uh, so I, I could, get, yeah, I'd be curled in a ball all week long, and I think most men would too. It's like, <laughs> but what, we do not learn about any of this shit. We don't uh, until, I, until I you're find in a long term relationship. That's oh, like yeah. usually when you like you learn most of the, you know all of these things. Yeah, once you have your girlfriend try to murder you over, you know, pulling out the wrong dish or <laughs> asking a pretty normal question. That's when your sex education yeah. <laughs> fucking begins. When you start to learn exactly what women go through on a daily. Mm-hmm. I. One of the things about like, what are you prepared to do if this like if this ends up on the ballot? Like, are you organizing or are you just you're voting and saying I'm hoping for the best? I mean, I guess I'm gonna vote. I mean, I, I don't. The thing is, I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't know. Um. Luckily, we're in California where it's already on the books that it's protected. Um, but I don't I don't know when. Because it's like there's been so many in the last few couple of years, so many instances where, like, people should be in with, you know, like with uh, forks, like trying to get <laughs> get people out of office. Like, it's <laughs> it's been horrendous. And now we've got, you know, Democrats in the office and they haven't done shit. Like, it's like yeah, it's so the- frustrating. Like, see, at least, you know. At least the Republicans show you their ass. They know yeah. exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like that dude. He's just like swinging his fucking tail. You know, I know exactly where that motherfucker's. But yeah, like yeah. these other Democrats that are sitting there saying like this is atrocious, and then go to their villa and they don't do shit about it. <laughs> I'm kind of like wait. Yeah. It's like the whole. I mean, the whole system. Like my experience with Katrina taught me not to trust any side of your government or your media sure. because they're going to, they, they, you know, they got like, their own agenda. They got their own agenda and they're feeding you shit. Like that really, you know, any, like that really, inf- obviously it's informed a, a big part of my life, but that, especially when it comes to politics and it comes to uh, civil service, um, it really bittered me, you know, yeah. you know, because it's like during that time, democratic governor, Republican president, democratic mayor, 
Democratic mayors in jail, Republican, you know, Democratic governor, who I knew as Miss Kathleen. Like, I knew her. Like, she's from Lafayette. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. She, you know, if you look at the footage, like, she was not ready for that deal. And then we had George Bush. It was just like, and then the media is talking about not, you know, should we not build, you know, calling calling people you saw on the street yesterday refugees and shit like that. Like, so I... It's nuts. I'm really bitter about a lot of, you know, when it comes to government in general. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a lot of faith when it comes to government in general. Like, I, so I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I'd love to hear, you know, I'd love to support any way I could. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, always make sure I vote, you know, proud, yeah. proud voter and all that. But it's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I feel you. I feel you. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not sure what I'm prepared to do. Um, I do know one thing that. Uh, I will never understand why this is even a fucking topic or a conversation. I came into the world when this was settled law. Women had the right to choose whatever the fuck they wanted to do if and when they got pregnant. And the fact that that's still a conversation, it's like I, my heart goes out to women everywhere because I feel defeated and I'm never getting pregnant. Yeah, I'm never, ever getting pregnant. I probably will never have to deal with this in my life. And I, and I could be wrong. You know, who knows? I could be 50 still fucking shooting strong ones and accidentally <laughs> knock up my lady, my 50 year old lady. And we're like, no, no, no. Yeah. And, you know, like it's it's just I, I hate to think that this is the world that we're leaving to our kids. Like our kids are the ones that are going to have to deal with this, that are going to have to be in a planet with. 800,000 extra motherfuckers walking around that have no parents or parents that fucking hate them. Yeah. Because they were forced to have them. It's, you know, like I, and I mean, ultimately that's what it boils down to. And I think it's, it's so cliche, but once you become a parent, you really start thinking about the world about your, you know, for your kids. So that's like, what kind of world am I, you know, Right now, I've got two boys, the team, you know, in a rotating third girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's another kid we see, you know, that we take care of a lot. Um, I, I, I want them to live in a better place that you don't have to worry about these, you know, I wish the, the government actually wants to help its people. I know? wish it's, I, it's I, I don't, I don't like the position that we're in at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, there's a simple answer. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think there's a simple solution. There is a simple answer. Stay the fuck away from women's re- reproductive rights. Yeah. Simple answer. But I don't mm. think the solution is simple because these, uh, I guess, god-fearing people who believe that they're in the right and they're fighting for justice i i i wish i i'm hoping i'm gonna find somebody bring on the pod so i can talk to them mm-hmm. pick their brain a little bit find out where they're coming from my mother is one of these people yeah my mother is a strong believer that abortion is killing a baby and i've talked to her about this and Obviously, I can't. I, I have a Nigerian mother, so it's not like we're having an adult conversation. <laughs> you know, if I prove a point, I am being called a child. That doesn't. I'm like I'm in my 30s. I'm not yeah, a child. Yeah. <laughs> I have a child. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but it's. You know. I mean, in arguing, you know, we were talking a little bit before, like you know, arguing with your parents who have very different, very concrete worldviews. Uh, it's tough, and like you know, we're we're both knocking on a 40 or 40, mm-hmm. and like I can yell at my dad, like you know, whatever I yell at my dad, like I'm a you know. I'm a kid. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like immediately, immediately. Like it just happens. Like yeah. my, uh, it's, it's one thing we're all, I, I, I'm going to be prepared for Cause I, I know my kid is going to say some shit to me where he knows more mm-hmm. and I'm going to do my best to not answer him and say, 
fucking dumbass kid. Like <laughs> 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 he's I I I get it now. I I get it now. Um. So yeah, I mean, everyone out there, if I'm not sure where you guys are, but if this if women's reproductive rights end up on your ballot, do the right thing. It's not up. For, it's not up to us. It's up to every individual woman out there, any individual person or family that's dealing with this. It's up to you guys. You know, like I can I can hear all different types of arguments like like, oh, if what if. What if a woman wants to have a kid, but the dad says, I don't want anything to do with this. Does that woman still have the choice? Unfortunately, yeah, it mm-hmm. sucks. I mean, I, there should be an avenue for that dude to take that bitch to court, but. <laughs> it's like there's so it's, many. It's it's really not up to us. It's, I mean, think about like, you know, we went through, uh, for you know, fertile, uh, fertility treatments. Like yeah. there's fertilized eggs in, uh, you know, semen and eggs all across this country. They have to be disposed of. Like you, you asked, like, do you want to save it? Do you want to dispose it? All these things, like those, those, like those are murder factories. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, like, according a, to them, a, a, you know, according to law, like all of that goes, all the fertility fertility treatment goes away. Like so many things, if if this is affected, you know, because um, Roe versus Wade, like I'm not a legal expert, but it has a lot to do with with privacy, like your yeah. right to privacy. That's a lot correct. to do with, contra- yeah. with contraceptive privacy. You know, your mm-hmm. right to contraceptive rights, which is that's the biggest thing, like, for in the 70s, that was the hugest thing the church was against was contraceptive for the longest time. Like, that was their rallying point then. And it's, you know, my mother, who's from the deep south, like, from, you know, central Louisiana, like, she went to church where, you know, black people were evil. Like, yeah. that's, that was that was their thing then, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the late 60s. Like, that's that's kind of how this beast operates. Like, it, it, it finds an agenda and it attacks it for moral reasons. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Forever. And it sucks that I honestly look at this being a battle that my son and who knows if my daughter at some point, no idea, yeah, will have to fight. It's terrifying to think about. So uh, it's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer. It's a real big bummer. Um, so when, when faced with like big bummers like this, like I try to embrace the people around me. I try to focus on my family and what I could do to make their lives better because I mean, I don't, I don't know how to fix the big picture, but I could teach my kids, you know, what I think is the right way to live your life and how to treat other people. And hopefully that continues on. Like one of the things I always tell about foster, like we, uh, my wife helps teach foster incoming foster parents in, uh, at the end of the classes, there's a panel. So I've been doing the panel a bunch. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really try to impress is that in my experience, the good things that we give to these kids that are in our house for a day, a week, a year, however long, uh, the good things that we give to them, they stick. Yeah. You know, like as much as trauma sticks, the good things stick too. Yeah. So that's what I really try to focus on when I feel helpless is that like, I'm trying to give as many good things to my kids as I possibly can. And hopefully they stick, you yeah. know? I agree, man. I agree. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. This is our take right here on uh, how we feel about this Alito opinion. Uh, we have a new segment coming up next, ladies and gentlemen. It's called pa- uh, Papa's. I, I think we're doing it was a pop, popcorn papas. Uh, popcorn papas is what we're doing. Yeah, I popcorn. Po- I think it's popcorn papas, ladies and gentlemen. So you guys stick around. This is uh, Papa Don't Preach, and we'll be right back, y'all.
Hey, hey, you guys have made it to the promised land. Welcome back. This is our last segment, and I have a special guest joining us. This is Bennett Miller, who's been with us throughout the pod. This is our new segment called Popcorn Papas. Popcorn Papas. Popcorn Papas. So we're going to be doing a little bit of a movie review. Bennett, what's our movie on? Uh, we watched um, The Batman, the latest incarnation of The Batman uh, uh, on with, HBO Go with uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. of The Batman. It... Uh, yeah, like in true uh, dad fashion, I watched it. At, I couldn't watch it last night because I fell asleep. Oh, me too. Uh, so I watched <laughs> it at 5 o'clock in the morning up until uh, up until I dropped the kids off at daycare and then finished the movie. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Did you, Now, did you watch the movie, fall asleep, and then rewatch the entire thing or pick up where you left off? Oh, no. I knew I wasn't going to even make it. I was gotcha. like, I'm going to cut it off. Like, I'm not even going to start it. I'm going to get up. Or it's the same thing in college. Like, I didn't write an essay at midnight or at 1 o'clock in the morning. I wrote an essay at 4 in the morning. So yeah. my brain would be sharp in the morning than at night yeah i i tried to watch it last night too it's long i had no that was idea. that was like my two first, hours and 45 minutes or first something. take was like two hours 45 minutes it's uh, it's too long yeah it was, it's too long it's but that's too long. that's i i want a two-hour movie when i see a movie like yeah. anything longer than that you better be lord of the rings or dune or something like you better have that much content to fill it you know yeah, I honestly, if you, I, I honestly think movies should be three, four hours, but I think there should be an intermission. <laughs> you know, like I can't, hang, I can't hang, I can't I, hang. I would love, I would love to go to a four-hour movie, have an intermission, go out, have a cig, get a drink, talk to some of the like mm-hmm. twenty-minute intermission, talk to people, be like, oh, what do you think? Oh, what, did you see this? Oh, yeah, and like talk, and then be like, all right, movie's about to start, and then get pumped for that last two yeah. hours. I, I, I def, I'd like that experience too, but I just I can't have that experience too often. No, oh, yeah, know? I wouldn't be able to do it we, like uh, once a year, maybe. So, we I think are of a generation that it has seen all of the Batman. Like yes. we, we were kids like when the Tim Burton '89 Batman. Like I remember the hype for that. I'm sure you probably still do. Yes, like, I, I do. had the toys for that. I remember seeing Keaton. You know, not Keaton, but like uh, Adam West Batman on syndication as a kid. Like. Yep. We've seen it all, and um, I grew out of the Adam West Batman real quick. Real, the first time I, I used to watch when I was like five to eight, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I remember one day I put it on. I'm like, this shit is corny because I had Batman the animated series. That's the thing. Like and for I, me, that is Batman in yes. my head. Like when I read comics, it's still his voice. Yeah, Joker's, what's his name? Kevin. Uh, Kevin Conroy. Ken. Oh man, he is Batman. Who recently came out, which is fucking awesome. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! <laughs> the Batman's that the is Batman's amazing. Is fucking awesome. That is cool. Yeah, that uh, is cool. Which is so awesome. But another subject. So yeah, so we've we've seen all kinds of Batman. So I when the movie was in theaters, I was like another Batman. Like I don't like. Dude, I thought like we just had another Batman when it was announced. I was the same way. I'm like, ugh. Like literally did not. And we talked about you told me about watching it. I was like, okay, like I guess this is this is the opportunity. I'm going to see this movie. Yeah, and I liked it. Like I was really, really surprised how much I enjoyed the movie. Okay, I I. I liked it as well. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah. One thing I didn't like, um, but I like the way they did it, is the reason I hate Batman movies now is the first 30 minutes is the same goddamn story. Like, mm-hmm. the entire world doesn't know who the fuck Batman is. Like, yeah. oh, his parents were killed. He it's was like, an orphan. I'm he, like, I'm how? I'm sure you've seen there's a supercut of all the times that batman's parents have been killed in media and it's fucking it's like half you know it's like it's a it's a it's a, a movie on its own yeah yes, you can sit through it you know it, it's uh, it's one story i think needs to be told but mm-hmm. uh, 
for everyone listening to this, if you haven't seen Batman, this is your spoiler alert. The next oh, four yeah. <laughs> to eight minutes is your spoiler we're alert. Deep. All right, we're going to get in deep here. Mm-hmm. But um, right in the opening of the movie, I really, really love the way they did it. It had like this law and order feel. And I'm a big, yeah. everybody on this pad knows I'm an SVU guy. Mm-hmm. And so like, I really like that they started off with this like cryptic murder, this cryptic villain. You don't know, like, you know, you're in a Batman film and that first scene you're like, okay, it some shit just hit the fan. Yeah. Sure. It feels oh, yeah. like to get, all right, to get in my overall, let's jump into it. Yes. Why, why I think DC movies have been failing for so long. Ooh, I want to hear this. Cause I, I'm a comic nerd. Like I buy comics on Wednesday. And if you don't know comics, comic books come out on a Wednesday. If you don't know that, you're, you're not, not a comic, comic nerd. nerd. That's my nerd. gatekeeping moment. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, I've been, I've read, I've read Batman so many iterations, so many writers, so many artists, so many filmmakers and stuff like that. So it's like everyone has their Batman. Yes. And what Marvel's done a really good job at is picking up the pieces from these writers and artists and stuff and then putting it in the movie and like making original plots, but like cementing it in, you know, with these little nerdy references, but they're not nerdy references. They're really good plot points of characters and stuff. Yeah. So they've like, so this is the first Batman franchise I feel that like have pulled from every, they had stuff like imagery from the video games and stuff from the video games that were in there, which is like, that's, that's Batman too. Like pull it in there. Like, yeah, it's that's great. It's great. Like all the Riddler imagery, like that's, that's from Arkham Knight, like in Arkham, you know, like Arkham city, like that's straight up, like from, you know, those kind of things like I'm into, like, I like the fact that they, they took a lot of different parts of Batman and put it together. Yeah. That's one thing I love too. Like, I don't want to interrupt, but I, that's one thing I really loved is that no Batman movie has ever got into depth of the actual city of Gotham. Like what he was left to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. like they're always like, Oh, his parents were killed. It turned him into the bat, but they like actually is telling the story of who Thomas Wayne was, who mm-hmm. uh, Martha Wayne was, and like the Martha Arkham, like the whole family. Like, and these are like points that have burnt, you know, that the fact that the Waynes and the Arkhams, and even the comics, the Cobblepots, like, yeah, are the, part of like the, the pillars of Gotham. Like, these are things that are ideas that the comics generated uh, that are now in the movies. That I, I love that stuff. Like, I love the fact that he's in Wayne Tower and not Wayne Manor. Like, that's yeah. straight from the comics, you know? Yeah, it's it's really, really... I think it, it was well, 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 well done. Like, one thing... Well, my only critique that they did, and I only learned this because I fell asleep last night watching the Batman and then <laughs> woke up this morning and rewatched it, was, you know, I thought... I like, when I was first watching it, I was like, why are they, make, why are they making Batman a puss? Who's, like, clomping <laughs> through, walking around... You know, he's got a fucking charger as his car. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's got a fucking, I think, it, I, don't, I, I don't even, it was a Camaro or some shit. It was like a car. muscle, yeah, it's the thing, it's like. Like, I, that, that pissed me off, but like, when I rewatched it this morning, like, I just started from the beginning, because I have no idea, like, I was in and out of sleep, I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and so I rewatched it, I, like, this is right at, and what you're saying, your point of taking these Batman stories and comics and putting them together, they're actually pulling year one mm-hmm. so this is like two or three years of him being the batman this yeah, isn't it's like still relatively new he hasn't yeah. like it's not all shiny and polished yet exactly which i dig and i i i like when movies don't hold your hand like the fact there wasn't like they definitely talk about it and they reference the origin but there's no flashback in the alley with the pearls oh my god you don't, you don't get it in that movie which i appreciate like we should all you know the re, like the last spot you know the last couple spider-man movies kind of done that too where it's like I, I was sick of Spider-Man. This new Spider-Man came along. I was like, okay, I think this is kind of a nice, better take on it. Yeah. Um, 
The origin, and I guess it's for the newer generation. But like, honestly, I mean, Batman's like, like kind of like Jesus. Like yeah. you kind of know his origin. Everyone knows his origin. He's like part of the popular culture for yeah. so long. Yeah, like, he's he's <laughs> almost he's uh, over a hundred years old. Yeah. Like it's come on. Yeah. At, at some point, we gotta move on from that part. But I really love uh, the incorporation of Catwoman mm-hmm. and uh, Selena Kyle's. The role that she plays, Her I think, ambiguousness in the just, you know, like the right side of law. I yeah. dug that take on it. I really, really, I really, really love their dynamic. Um, one thing I do have a complaint about, which is more of a cultural thing, is like make Batman American again. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, there's, there's no square jawed Americans that the, could pull it off. I Come don't understand now. this because, like Ben Affleck, yes, but he was the worst of the worst. He was he the worst of the worst. He was a terrible Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and he was a terrible Batman. And so I'm going back, and I'm like, all right, who was the best Batman of all time? We all know who it is. It's Keaton. It's fucking <laughs> Keaton. <laughs> Keaton, the most well rounded Batman. He's he he played the perfect Bruce Wayne and the mm-hmm. perfect Batman. But you know, Christian Bale. I thought was a terrible Batman, but an amazing Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's always the debate. It's like, are you a better Bruce Wayne or a better Batman? And I think his Bruce Wayne being like an aloof weirdo is uh, kind of, you know, the fact that he'd been a recluse for so long. And like, I'm sure that like as movies come, you know, Bruce Wayne will probably be more of a character than uh, than Batman is. There's a, you know, that scene with him and the Riddler. where he's like, I see, you know, like this is the real you. Like, yeah, there's, there's, that was, I thought it was a really great moment where he, like, he just says Bruce Wayne, and like Batman yeah. has to be like, mm. yeah, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, yeah, and he's like, mm, nope, I'm good, we're all good here. There'd be like a super cut of him like pulling <laughs> yeah. his collar, like, <laughs> it, uh, you know, it's not like it's, there's not, there's not a perfect superhero movie. Like, there's stuff like literally, I fast forwarded the car chase because it's like it's a car chase. I know how it's gonna end. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we all know it's what's like, going to happen. And I understand that, like, different people, like, that's not my Batman. Like, there was hardly any fighting in the movie. Like, I get that people, that might not be their deal. But, like, there's a lot of detective work, and I like that. Like, like well, he figured stuff out. Like, he made he made the Riddler seem threatening. Like, Well, that's, that's the thing that also pissed me off, is he was a fantastic detective, mm-hmm. but they didn't really show his, like, detective skills. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd be like, what's that mean? And he'd just, like, dramatically turn... Saturday you're like oh <laughs> he just he just knew that he just knew that like I got that part but like you can't have a crime drama without your superior detective and like that's why these cop shows and everything like they kind of show how smart somebody is to deduce and like how they're one step ahead yeah but this one you never knew if he was a step ahead or a step behind he would either know the answer mm-hmm. or not and you're like come on like, we got to know what his background is. But it was more based on the crime and the stories of these crimes. And and they didn't really give you that payoff till the end when he figured out that, like, because uh, you saw it in his eyes mm-hmm. when he's like, I thought we would do it together. And he's like, yeah, we, this isn't <laughs> over. Oh, and then you, like, remember, it's like, oh, yeah, he said he's got some followers on his social yeah. media. And he was able to put it together yeah, right both there. both of those moments were both, they're both, like, putting, it's like, oh, no, like, this is not what we thought we we're going to have. Like, both of them had that same moment, just the, it's, yeah. I really, he's, I thought he was really great, Paul Dano, because I, I didn't know it was him until I saw him. I was like, oh, shit, it's that guy. Like, I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I, I got a little, I got a little spoiler, so I knew it was him. Yeah. And I was like, great. That, I, I think he's fantastic. I think he's a mm-hmm. very underrated actor. He might yeah. be like a dick or something because he should be doing <laughs> more shit. Um, but, you know, at the end, I love that little conversation between the Riddler and the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, 
I know people have been pushing it, and I hope it happens, but Willem Dafoe as the Joker. Holy shit. Well, I think he just killed it as the Green Goblin, so I don't know if he'd want to do it. Like, literally just fucking blew everybody else out of the yeah. water in that movie, in my but, opinion. But, I mean, if any... Spider-Man, yeah. But, like, that was the whole thing. Like, that's why people are, like, saying, like, his Green Goblin, he was the Joker playing Green Goblin, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, we're jumping universes here for people who don't care. <laughs> but, um, you know, that that's... I, 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 that was the appreciation I had for the movie is that, like you said, they kept on putting little droplets of every Batman into the movie mm-hmm. while following this storyline, like this, this Batman. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, I, I, I wanted, I wanted that to be the one that we had and it's the one that we had and yeah. I like it. I, uh, I, yeah, I'm excited for, yeah, I'm excited to the same directors doing the next one. Like, I'll definitely see it in the, th- like, I didn't, I had no intention of seeing this. Like, I'd be fine not never seeing it. I'm really glad I did. Like, I, of course, like, I think that Colin Farrow's little chewing the scenery a little bit as Penguin, like, a little over the top. With yeah. that, hey, look, yeah. look, over here. Yeah, uh, I, lo- I loved it. I loved it. I like, <laughs> I, I liked it because um, it reminded me of DeVito. It remind yeah. it re- did remind me of DeVito. I like, yeah. I, you know, his, uh, I'll fill your void, you know, like, like, a, like a bunch of like people talking normally. And then, <laughs> then another, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard, I, I did see that, that there's like, he's like the penguin is going to be like the spinoff on HBO max or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I hope that, uh, HBO, they, they have a lot of DC content coming mm-hmm. up. I hope that they're do that they'll do it justice. They'll tie in their movies very, very well. Yeah. Um, the th- problem with DC is they have a pro they have a really I- big issue of like taking a bunch of marbles and throw them at a sticky wall mm-hmm. and it turns a lot of people off. It really, really does suck. Like, you know, green arrow, the flash Supergirl, like they have their own cinematic universe going on over there and they're dropping the ball. It started yeah. out well, but they are dropping the fucking ball and it's just, it's fucking frustrating. Yeah. At this point, like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a a bad like just do it. Disney just needs doing like just do like I mean it sounds like they are like just do Batman movies and then we'll have a Batman miniseries with some characters like you don't have to they don't have to fit together like Marvel like I feel like they're trying to do that for so long like let's make this universe where they all connect like Marvel because obviously that's the good thing that's not how it works you know like you could do a one like here's Batman's over here Superman's over here like they don't have to cross out like they don't have to be they all don't. hanging not out yet. together not like, yet like you know. <laughs> Build build up these stories, build up these characters, and that like, and that's the, that's I think the thing that uh, Marvel did very very well mm-hmm. is they had an end goal, and they're like, let's see what we can monetize, like let's put this all together and make this end goal. And DC is sitting there playing fucking checkers with yeah. their shit. And well, it's like as a kid, like if you would have told me in second grade, like not only you're gonna have all of all of your all these trading cards that you love and all the all these characters are going to have their own movies. There's going to be a fucking Moon Knight TV show. Oh. It's like, what? Well, it's like, they made a Moon Knight TV. Like Marvel made a Moon Knight TV show, and people are talking about fucking Moon Knight. Yeah. Dude. That's it's one of those, it's like, he's such a, like a, such a back, 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 knockoff, a knockoff character, and Marvel made it work to people like it. Like, you, so the whole thing with Moon Knight is like, not to get off subject, mm-hmm. is I hated Moon Knight because to me, it was confusing. I'm like, I don't want to deal with a schizo. You know, like <laughs> I, I didn't watch outs. it. I just knew it was based off like it's another thing. It's like that's like it's a comic series. Uh, Warren Ellis, who's written a ton of amazing stuff, that's his series. That you know that he kind of took that character in that direction. That's what they're going off of that. Character. And like, yeah. I, and so you remember, you remember Spider Man ended up fracturing towards mm-hmm. the end, and like you know he switched bodies. It was a whole thing with Spider Man. I was like, okay, this is 
this is becoming a soap opera. Spider-Man <laughs> always seemed like the soap opera to me. I was like, I don't, I don't have my bonbons. I'm not a fucking middle-aged woman <laughs> in the 90s. I'm not sitting home and watching this shit. <laughs> but the way that Disney did Moon Knight, uh, I would suggest watching it. Yeah. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Even the characters, you like, even the way it ended, like, they kept on teeing uh, stuff up, and that's the thing. It's like they understand people aren't stupid. Mm-hmm. So these little clues that they were giving you, right at the end of the show, you're like, well, what the fuck? And then, boom, they hit yeah. you with it. And so, yeah, I, I suggest watching Moon Knight. It's only six or seven episodes. It's a great watch. I think the episodes are 53, 42 minutes. Great watch. Fantastic. Oscar Isaac is a goddamn he is really treasure. Awesome, yeah. He's I, uh, fucking amazing. And um, I watched the show Rami. Um, uh, I forgot the lady's name, the the female protagonist in that movie, mm-hmm. uh, in the show. Uh, she was in a show called Rami. She was a fantastic in that show. And I'm so glad they got her for Moon Knight because she is also fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, but yes, back to Batman. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the strong things I thought about Batman is their casting. Like John Turturro was Falcone. Amazing. Is He was like, I love that. He said, he said, you know, whenever he's one of those dudes that show up, it's like, oh, we're in good hands. Like, yeah. He's, like, he's fine. <laughs> like, we're good. Like, he's going to be good. No notes. Yeah. No notes. John Turturro's here. We're good. No notes. Yeah. But they did. They planned it like, there's a character called Hush, like, you know, that's... The Hush thing? I, oh, my they God. They did, like, little, you know, little things like that. And then, like, towards the end, like, I thought Riddler, like, he was menacing. Like, all towards the end, like, I, I was like, I hope Batman, I hope he gets him. Like, yeah. And then <laughs> when all the, all the other dude, when all his followers started showing up, it's like, it makes, it makes the idea of henchmen real. Like, mm-hmm. like when you watch, you know, the Adam West Batman, it's like, who the fuck would want to follow this dude? Exactly. Today, like, you, the Riddler would have followers today. Like, his, like that would, that could, uh, the, the fact that they made it an insane idea, like, uh, plausible, uh, pretty great. Like, I, you know, the fact that oh, yeah. I, I felt, I was like, oh my God, I hope Batman saves him. Yeah, like, he's like, I ins- felt it, you he's, know? He's inspiring, you know, uh, everyone's emotions against elites and these broken promises. Like, yeah. you're, you're sitting there in the movie, I'm like, yo, this motherfucker ain't wrong. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck are your billionaire ass doing? Yeah. You're beating up drug dealers? This mm-hmm. motherfucker's playing chess. You over here playing checkers. Like, come on, figure it out. But, um, what like what I think that like I don't know if they're gonna make another Batman with Robert Pattinson. I like I'm not I sure. Think they are. I think I think it made enough. They get all got green. Yeah, I think I get all got greenlit. So yeah, I and the reason I say I don't know is because whether or not it gets greenlit doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna come out. Totally. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, Robert Pattinson's way. kind of a wild card as well. You know, you don't <laughs> you might fall off the wagon. We don't know what's gonna happen yeah. with him. But um, the great thing that they did is him catching the Riddler with that hush Easter egg, because mm-hmm. if he comes back as hush to confuse the Batman working with the Joker, yeah. bro. Well, there's, there's elements. Uh, there's a guy, uh, who's writing, I think he just finishes a Batman run, but he, uh, his name's Tom King and he's written some incredible stuff. Like a lot of the vision, WandaVision stuff, some mm-hmm. of that imagery and a lot of that character stuff was from his run on the vision series. Uh, but he, uh, Bah, 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 bah. There's a series, a really insane, dark, great run that he has in Batman's early career called The War of Jokes and Riddles, where, mm. where Riddler and Joker go just head to head. All the all the villains choose a side, and Batman and Gordon are like stuck in the middle of this thing. So that's one of the things. Like that's That'd building blocks up to that is incredible. You know, great storytelling. Little, yeah. little drops for the for nerds like me who are like, ooh, I, I know that. I know these things. Yeah, they uh, and then in the world that they created, they have so many villains to pull in because they picked the perfect time for this Batman. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're going to see an Ivy. We're going to see a Mr. Freeze. We're going to see a Clayface. Like 
it's going to be amazing. And because they did this quest, uh, that because they did it this detective style, that there opens up an avenue for the question. Mm-hmm. And the question of Batman, like they, they don't like each other, but they work very very well together. Yeah. And so to see if they start pulling in these DC characters, like if DC were to do with Watchmen, what they can do here, mm-hmm. keep it dark. Keep your fringe characters that don't have a following so you can build a whole world around them. They're going to be back in the game because right now, they fucking up. <laughs> they fucking up, man. Yeah. I mean, now that uh, I think with HBO Max, like just literally just copy what Marvel's doing in a different scale. And I think that's what they're trying to do. And I, I, I think it's a great idea. I think it was a great idea, too. So uh, all in all, you liked it. Great payoff. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, I don't think there's a perfect anything, you know, no, of course, like, especially when it comes to superhero movies, like <laughs> the part that I thought, like, uh, you know, I, you're grounded. We're in reality. He's using real stuff. Like when he jumped up the building in a squirrel suit, I was like, just put, give him fucking wings. I, I don't yeah. care if it's impractical and he'd literally fall to his death. If it was real. He looks like a squirrel. Like yeah, it, look, he, it looks so stupid. It's looked ridiculous. <laughs> He's like in this fucking squirrel suit. And I was like, but that was the other callback that I liked because all his gear was like just starting out. Mm-hmm. And so I get that. Yeah. That, I get and, that point. But and like, we don't know. That's th- one of the things like as a, it's like for the visual ass, it's like just cheat a little bit for the visual. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't because honestly the, the animated series, the comic book year one, uh-huh. uh, we you know where uh, Gordon first gets, yeah, to, like he's uh, not commissioner yet. Yeah, like, like he meets Selena Kyle for the first time. When Batman's things, running yeah. around in like a trench coat and a mask, mm-hmm. like a little uh, beanie with eyes cut out. Like that year one Batman, yeah. I always thought was so dope because it just told you, it gave you a little more insight on Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this movie kind of missed was they didn't really give you insight on Alfred. And it wasn't until he was in... Uh, the hospital. Yeah, when they were like, they, they, they told you his background. Yeah, yeah and they told uh, his background. I dig because growing up, Alfred was always a frail old man, and then in the comic, uh, I think it was Batman Earth One. Jeff Johns made Alfred uh, like X MI six. Yeah, like a badass. Yeah, they did that in the se- animated series. It's one of those things that's kind of been adopted. Like he's always been an actor, and I think he's been he was like a spy, but he wasn't ever like a badass. Like he was an you know he was, he was a wispy actor who once was a spy and but now he's like a tough you know yeah i haven't seen pennyworth yet have you seen it yet no but it's basically um, i think it's more of that like it's him he's like a cockney kind of bastard like yeah and so penny like for all of you who don't know on hbo max pennyworth is the store is the backstory and origin story of alfred oh, okay cool it's a series yeah, yeah. about him in mi6 and like everything he did and how he got connected with uh uh bruce uh thomas wayne Mm -hmm. so um i've heard okay things but it's it's mostly getting trashed uh i've heard some good things though i mean it's yeah if you can make an alfred series work like i mean that's that's a feat right there yeah if you can (laughs) like he's a butler yeah who's batman's uh dad you got to put in the work because there's a lot of international villains that you can pull from and then you can play on that uh that relationship between Thomas Wayne and all the bullshit that was going on in Gotham before there was a bat. Yeah. You can definitely play with that, but they were going D they were going, they were making the common mistakes DC makes. Um, but yeah. So uh, for uh, popcorn papas. Yeah. We have a rate system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do uh, uh, one out of five papas and <laughs> decimals are included. Uh-huh. So for me, don't want to influence you. I really liked it. I didn't like. I I uh, I really liked it. I don't like how Batman movies in the uh, in the past have made the audience seem stupid. Like we don't know who Batman is. Yeah. 
I like the way they planned it. I like that this was more of a crime drama than a superhero movie. Um, out of five, uh, out of five papas, I'm giving this one a 4.1. I think it was very, very good. <laughs> I think it was very, very good. Um, there's some room for improvement. My rating may change if there's a second one that hmm. answers some questions I have, but I give it a 4.1 for sure. Look, of, of all the DC movies, that, and I've seen, I think I've seen most of them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I, I enjoyed it the most. Like, I haven't, I haven't enjoyed it, uh, a DC superhero movie since, like, the Nolan movies, I think. Yeah. As much as this one. So I, I think four is a, a solid score. I think I, I think a four Papa. Four Papa. Yeah. All right. We've yeah. got a one four Papa and a one four point one Papa. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been Papa Don't Preach. I'm so glad. I am so glad that I got Bennett Miller over here up in uh, 49 Studios. Uh, Bennett, uh, thank you so much for coming. This is, uh, it's been really fun to talk to uh, an adult. It's uh, been really fun. Oh, yeah. Who's not who I'm not married to. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, a big shout out to our producer, Blaine Pierre. Uh, a Thanks, big, man. big, big fat shout out to everybody who helps get this podcast. We got our associate producer, Shannon Taylor, is not in the house, but we really appreciate you and we love you. Ladies and gentlemen, My name is Obi. This is Bennett Miller. Mitch is going to be joining us back in a couple weeks. This is Papa Don't Preach. Love you, Bennett. Oh, thanks. Love you, too. (laughs) 